You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hello, this is Pia from Metal and High Heels. I'm standing here with Caroline from The Charm, The Fury. Hello, Hi. how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Great. Um, congratulations to the release of your album, you. The Sick, Dump and Happy. Are you satisfied with the, uh, with the re result? Yes, yes, we've worked on it for like years. Really, it took like four years since the previous album, so we recorded it, re-recorded it, rewrote it, threw everything away and then started all over again. So a lot of effort and tears and sweat in it, so mm. we're very happy with the result. Okay. I saw that Nuclear Blast put the whole album on YouTube yes. so that you can listen to it. Um, music is for free these days very often. How do yeah. you feel about that? Um, because you put so much effort into doing the record and then people can just download it or listen to it for free. Is it good or is it bad? Yeah, well, we actually asked uh, the label to put it on YouTube mm -hmm. because we feel it's a great channel for like attracting new people and making people aware. So we don't feel like we really need to sell any el albums nowadays anymore because I have Spotify. Mm -hmm. I secretly download as well. Like access to music is so easy right now, so um, uh, we didn't feel like uh, a problem. Uh, it like like it to be a problem. We're kind of like an extra channel to gain new fans, hopefully. Yes, an option to uh, reach yes. more people. Yeah. Okay. I'm using um, more often clean vocals on the new record, yes. right? So out of my comfort zone, it's horrible. Mm -hmm. It's like it's just something entirely new. But it, yeah, I'm happy with the the outcome. Um, especially in Silent War, you sing yes. a lot of clean vocals. Is it weird to hear yourself in that song? Oh, it's always weird, even when I hear myself screaming. And I always thought I was a bad singer, but over the years I grew as a vocalist, both like with screams and also uh, with the clean vocals. And when we started Silent War, it kind of felt like a oh, pressure, like, oh my God, I really need to deliver. And it, because it's a clean vocal, it's just every sentence every word you have to put it right in the mix and stuff but um yeah it was a challenge but i'm happy and, and when i listen back to it i'm like oh sounds sounds all right <laughs> okay so you're proud <laughs> yes yeah um the song down on the ropes is about media influencing people yes then weaponized is about consume yes and exactly. colorblind about gay rights yes colorblind um, is from our previous record yes yeah um would you describe yourself as a political band Uh, well, we're not the band that will be hitting the stage and preaching about what to think and what to do, but we would like to vouch our opinion in our songs. And I think I think music is a great way of reaching people and voicing your opinion. So yeah, it's more. It has more, um, more kind of like a message to it, but we don't want to spread it out loud. It's kind of like interpretable for everyone. You can think of it the way you want, and you can take it the way you want. So yeah, this is our. Um, your topics are very critical towards society. Do you have a master plan to save the world? Uh, I'm, well, not really. I think the world is kind of fucked if we go continue like this. It's mm. funny because we wrote this album before Trump even got elected. Mm. So now Trump got elected and you have all these wars going on and with Russia and Syria and now with like these gas attacks and stuff. So the world is really going to shit. So if we don't change anything, yeah. I was lost, we think. Which songs of the album um, have you chosen for your live set? Um, we will be, well, uh, uh, almost every song um, uh, for the like longer sets, but we will definitely be playing Echoes, Down on the Ropes, 
some sort of obscenity because it's, it has this massive breakdown, um, which I really like. And also, we have to play Blood and Salt because it's it's also a bit like commercial. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we can gain a new audience. Mm-hmm. And a future need is not weaponized. Yeah, almost every song on the album. Yeah, cool. For tonight, we have like a, a small set, like 30 minutes, so we can do anything. Mm. Okay. Um, you're in such a good shape. How often do you work out? Oh, God. Four times a week or so. I try at least three times. Uh, my goal is, is four times a week. Mm-hmm. But um, no, but I've been sick like before tour starts for, for like the past few weeks. I haven't done anything. Okay. But I try to keep it up because it's such a rough thing to be on stage and... Mm-hmm singing while moving so yeah which sports do you do i like kickboxing a lot um also a bit of running yoga and cycling i have this like race uh, cycle thing. how do you keep fit during the tour i don't <laughs> it's horrible <laughs> well i do have like these shakes right now mm-hmm. uh, with whey protein so those i drink and i try to find a gym like once or twice a week mm-hmm. but that's when you have a day off because you're rushed from one venue to the other venue so it's kind of rough to find the time in between mm-hmm. but you can work out on stage exactly I'll just put some extra effort on it on, on stage mm-hmm. yeah um, what about food do you um, eat low carb paleo vegan or something else um, well it's, it's hard on tour because you just stop at this gas station or are you called Autohof Am I correct? Autohof? Autohof, yeah. And you only have like the McDonald's and KFC. So the guys were eating their McDonald's burgers for lunch and for breakfast. And I was just drinking my protein shake, like <laughs> so sad. So I try to get a box with me with like peanut butter and bread and stuff. Um, well, on tour, just diverse. I don't eat any low carb or it's just touring is so like extensively tiring that I just, I, I try to eat carbs, yeah, just to keep a bit of energy. Okay. Yeah. Um, you did a trailer trash makeup tutorial for oh April God. Fool's Day. <laughs> Who had the idea for that? Uh, there was actually Nuclear Blast's idea. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, let's do a, a makeup tutorial. I was like, okay, well, hopefully Metalheads will approve. It's up on their on their YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And I saw all these like awful comments coming in like, Nuclear Blast, what are you doing? This is not metal. This is not cool. But uh, uh, oh. I don't mind. I have no. fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, will you do more makeup tutorials in the future? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> how to get your metal makeup on? Mm. Yeah. And how important is makeup for you? Do you wear it every day? I'm addicted to it. Even when I hit the grocery store, I won't even go out without any makeup. Because mm-hmm. always, when you go out without makeup, you'll run into someone you don't want to see. So, uh, no, I'm really addicted. I won't go out without any makeup. Always a bit of eyeshadow and like eyeliner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I saw a video from Forta Rock where you shared the stage with Within Temptation. Oh, yeah. Tell yes. us about that. Yes. Well, we met uh, Robert Westerholt, um, which is like the founder of the band together with the children and Adel, uh, through our manager, because we share the same management. And uh, Robert actually wrote our album with us mm-hmm. he really he was really like the leader of the gang and really said like don't overrush things think about what you want to do and what you want to write for the new album and he really led us in the entire project and through him we know Sharon so they invited me on stage on Fortalook which was like pff, mind-blowing it was mm-hmm. really awesome 
How was it to stand in front of such a big audience for you? It's crazy. It was kind of like a rush. And that's when you know that it's a good thing, that you totally forget everything when you're on stage. And then you're off stage, you're like, what happened? So, no, it was awesome. Really nice. Um, if you were a superhero, yeah. what would be your superpower? Oh, my God. Um, superpower. That's a good one. I would want to fly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Me too. <laughs> yes. That would be so awesome. Just fly around and be free and go wherever you want. And scream at people who do war and everything. Exactly. Like, what are you Okay, thank you so much. Um, do you have anything else to say to your fans? Um, well, listen to the new record. It's very diverse. Uh, so there's something for every kind of metal fan. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Well, thank you. Hello, this is Pia and Kiki from Atlanta High Heels and we're sitting here with Matthijs from The Charm, The Fury. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, just arrived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had some problems at the airport, we just heard about that. No, it, was, it wasn't that bad actually. No, we had a little bit of delays, so it's like always chaos when you arrive on the day itself and it's, the plane is a bit late, it's like, oh, are we going to make everything? But it was alright, it was alright. Oh, okay, perfect. Um, and yeah, it's festival season, we have beautiful weather <laughs> um, and you're playing a lot of festival gigs these days. Do you prefer them before a normal show or is it something totally different? It is something different. I do prefer them, it's a, but it's good. It's always like in the same period of the year, like during the summer it gets crazy. But it's nice, it's like the whole year you do club shows and then you know the, the festivals are usually the special shows. So you have some not so special ones and then sometimes huge ones. You never know, really know what to expect. Like we did Nova Rock uh, a couple of weeks back, and that was like it was raining, and they didn't prepare, so it was like it was like World War One. Like the trench is just mud everywhere. It's just always something crazy in a festival. And you're playing Wacken next month, right? Yeah, that's a bucket list uh, material. <laughs> I went there last time was a long time ago. I think I was like 18. And I remember just being overwhelmed, just the biggest festival I'd ever seen with, by a long shot. I was like, if I could play this someday, I'll be, I'll be happy. And so it's finally happening. Yeah, <laughs> great. Um, how do you, you're the drummer. So you're at the, at the end of the stage, at the other yeah. side of the stage. Um, That's right. How do gigs look from there? Um, They look really nice actually because I'm always on the riser so you get like the bird's eye view of the crowd. Yeah. It's always nice because you can, if you play drums you see the whole, uh, you see the whole crowd of course but you also see the band. So if anything goes wrong or someone makes a mistake they'll turn to me and I'll go like, yeah, <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> It's a little perk. <laughs> um, do you have a special stage ritual before you enter the stage? Um, Yeah, a pretty bad one actually. I always this this is gonna sound terrible. I always need to drink at least one beer or something. For, okay. <laughs> I've done it without. Those experiences have not been good. <laughs> I used to when I was a kid. I had like terrible um, stage fright. I like I hated going on stage. I would get so nervous and nauseous. And so ironically, now I play in a band, and it's exactly what I'm doing. So it's like my courage drink. I just, I just do the one, but that it makes all the difference for me. Okay. Just to get in the zone, you know. So you're happy that you're the drummer and not the front man? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Caroline, she doesn't drink at all during all of this. She needs to preserve her voice. Yeah. No, I drink, <laughs> but mostly after the show. <laughs> but doesn't she drink when she has to enter a plane? 
Uh, no, no, what she, well, it depends. What she usually does is show, if it's a long flight, she'll just take a sleeping pill and just yeah. sleep all the way through it. Okay. But she, she's improving. She used to be terrified. Now it's, it's, it's starting to get better. <laughs> Okay, um, your album The Sick, Dumb and Happy is a bit older than a year now, since it's released, I think. Um, are you already working on new material? We are. <laughs> we have been for some while, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the next step. Uh, I think we took like a couple of months off just to, you know, play all the festival shows and, you know, a couple of months back we were like, alright, we need to do things again. So we started writing, it's going really well. Uh, where do you write your songs? Do you do it in the tour bus when you're on tour or is it random where you do it? Never on tour. No, I, I know there, there are some bands that, that always do it on tour. I can't do it. It's just like because you're so busy. And also, you know, it's like when you're in a tour bus, it's like, like clearing your head, just doing nothing. So we, we always do it at home. We just like sit at a computer, just you know, have a couple of drinks and get people over and just be creative. It's hard in a tour bus. <laughs> Um, with the new album, I had the feeling that you were changing your genre a bit. I felt that a shade of my former self was more the metalcore direction, and the new album is more like death metal. Um, so, what can we expect from the new material? When you say you already did some songwriting? Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think as as a band, it's boring to do the exact same thing over and over again. So we try to we try to switch it up and you know be creative that way. So. We're not gonna do the exact same thing, but we're trying to, you know, develop our own sound. And when we started out, it's just like, it's usually when bands start out, you have like a certain, you know, a couple of bands that you love. And I want to sound just like them. And then later on, you learn that no, you don't want to sound just like them. You want to have your own little thing. So you, we start growing that with the sick, dumb, and happy. We really try to build our own thing, and hopefully with the new stuff, it's gonna be, oh, it's them. We know it right away. <laughs> Um, your lyrics are very critical on society. Do you have a master plan to save the world? Oh, no, I, I wish we did. <laughs> have you seen Trump? <laughs> if, if there's a master plan, it's not working. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, to be fair, to be, he did get the whole North Korea thing. That's a, yeah. Maybe he's a, just a genius and we don't know it. Mm. <laughs> I don't think so. But <laughs> And he is one of the very few politicians who really does what he says he does. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid, dumb things he actually does. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't build his wall, though, so he doesn't do it all. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, okay. We just have been at the panel discussion about... Um, critical headbanging. Yeah, critical headbanging. And they also featured the topic with the Me Too debate and everything. Um, and since um, your vocalist is female, it shouldn't be a thing anymore, but it still is a thing. Yeah. Um, you're uh, partly affected by this whole debate. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about this debate? I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky one. Because I feel like there, there's still a lot of like legitimate issues there, but it's, I, every just, everyone just seems so confused by it all. I think, I think that in the metal world, well, for as far as I know, It's not even that it's like abuse, or it's just like that people don't really un understand uh, what having females in bands means. It means like treating people the same, and that's that's still quite hard for people to do. You know, you see it in magazines. Like if if uh, a girl will get interviewed, usually the inter interview will be on very different things, very different topics, and a man, and of 
of course, not everyone is the same. Like, not every interview with a female should be about, you know, makeup or, you know, physical things. And then with a man, you do different things. It should be, no, it should be about the music, I think. So that's, that's a bit tricky. But of course, it gives you an advantage as well. I mean, you get more attention. A lot of it negative, but it's still attention. So it's, it's hard. It's a really hard debate. I'm not sure what I feel about it. Okay. Um, and I think I read or saw an interview with Carolina um, where she said uh, people often think that I'm the merch girl. Yeah, that that a great example. We did a couple of shows with Arch Enemy recently. So that's basically two of your bands. There were two bands, us and them. Both have a female vocalist, and still they went up to Caroline like, uh, "Yeah, some merch is there." <laughs> There's two bands playing. Both of them front women. She has red hair. The, <laughs> don't the dots connect? Like, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I have another question about that. Yeah. Um, on the panel we were just talking about, um, uh, Lepras was there, yeah. the singer and uh, the guitarist, I think, and. They um, they were discussing about this topic and Amanda, well, the feminist counterpart in the panel, yeah. she said something that I find uh, very important. She said, as women, we have to, uh, we put a lot of thought into what we wear for uh, going to a concert or for going on the stage. Yeah. Do you, do you uh, think about what you're going to wear to the stage beforehand? I, honest, honestly, I do. <laughs> That's gonna. Say, yeah, no, no, I do, I do. But it's not. It's not even because uh, I want to look my uh, prettiest. <laughs> That's a. It's no. It's more. Uh, you know. I, that would be a valid argument, but. Uh huh. No, I mean, I mean, look at Slipknot. They they think about what they're gonna wear. They don't look uh, well. Maybe for some people they look very pretty in their masks, but it's more about the image. I think it's with us as well. Like. But of course, it's it's a bit crazy that as there are a lot of male bands that obviously don't care that much about what they wear, and that's totally fine. But then once a woman does it, it's like wrong or something. It's, yeah. uh, and that that I think that's wrong. I think it should be up to the band and up to the person to decide what they want to do with it. But the fact that there is a pressure on women, like yeah, but they they need to do it. That's ridiculous, I think. Yeah. But personally, I do think about it. But just that's great, <laughs> and that. Uh, takes me to my other question but before that I think it was also about um, women have to uh, think about their clothes for example because they um, some of them want to be uh, sexualized and that's more power to them perfect yeah. others want to avoid that yeah. don't want to be object objectified so that's the thing that men don't have to think about no that's true it's uh I mean, what can I say? It's, that's not fair. It's not the way it should be, and it's sadly the truth. And I mean, I, that's a. Everyone plays their part. The bands play their parts, and also the women by doing it, by giving people what they're. Okay, I'm gonna sexualize myself because that's gonna help me or my career somehow. So they help. Then the magazines help by publishing, giving more attention to the women that actually do it. So you know, and a festival will help by booking the bands with acts that are sexualized. Everyone plays their little part, and then if the people will listen more to bands that are sexualized. So it's not, I don't think it's a us and them, yeah, they did it and they're the victims. No, everyone plays their little part, and if we want to change it, then we all need to change. That's exactly. So, uh, in the name of equality, um, how do you take care of your hair? 
<laughs> I also wanted to ask that, but then you said you only want to answer music questions. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you, um, what I do is I stand under a shower and then I put water on it and uh, that's, that's it. No shampoo? Oh, shampoo, oh yeah, sometimes. <laughs> do you take better care of your beard? I do actually. No, I grew, I grew, my, no, my beard gets more love than my head. It's, <laughs> it's unfair, it's bias and it's wrong. And, <laughs> and how does Carolina take care of her beard? <laughs> I know, you need to ask her. <laughs> And we don't go into that much detail. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I'm done with my questions. Is there anything else you want to say to your fans? Uh, um, come see us uh, at Wacken, for instance. Yeah.